Hey guys, when we started this project, we were not sure how hard it would be to edit, record everything, and then eventually distribute. But then luckily, someone told us about Anchor. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. Secondly, they have creation tools that will allow you to record and edit directly from your phone or your computer. They distribute your podcast for you. And the best thing is you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. We're in the state of confusion. Questions on your mind. Send in Letitia and Brandy. Gonna help you unwind. We're hanging out together, even though we're long. We'll pass it on over. Sorry, we're stoned. How's it going? Oh, it's going. I was in a wedding last night. I saw that. Marisha finally got married. I saw that. Loved your dress, by the way. Really? It's so funny. First of all, I really waited till the last minute. That dress did not come in until Thursday. I was uh, pushing it. Uh, that's Wait, now, were you in the wedding? Yes, but Marie, okay, it's so funny. Marisha, I love you so much. The girls that you think are going to be bridezillas normally are the coolest. And then the cool chicks that, that are act, you know, that usually are super cool. Like they turn into bridezillas for their weddings. Like it's so funny how that works. So Marisha is somebody that I would have thought would have been very controlling and very picky about what she wanted and very like, you know, just obsessed about it all. She was so chill, so laid back, so calm, so whatever. And she told us, you know, like, I want you guys to like, like what you wear. And I don't want you to guys have to spend, you know, more money than you can or want to. So she was like, um, here's like the colors I think would be good for you. Go get whatever you want. Just send it to me, you know, to just like say yes to like before you buy it. But she was really like, I want you guys to like be in whatever you want. So she was pretty cool about it. The colors she gave me were like, she was like, I think you would look great in like a, like a rust or a burgundy or something like that. And so I really like burgundy is not really my color. Like I just, yeah. I think I look better in warm tones. Me too. So I, I searched high and low for a rust or a copper dress and they, it was not easy to find because it also, the only other thing she wanted was long dresses, right? Like she didn't want short. So I like looked everywhere and I, I found one on, it's an Australian brand and it's called Shopo. And they have great. So if you guys are looking for bridesmaids dresses, highly recommend because the price point is perfect. Like it's just under a hundred bucks, which is not bad for a dress. What? That's free shipping from Australia. And I got so many compliments on that dress. And it, I, it's like not good. The cut, like the style of it is not really anything I would have thought I would have liked the way it like, it like had this big bow on the front and all this just not really my thing though. But yeah, I, people like raved about it. I got more compliments than ever. I need to borrow. You can borrow. I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. It's wait. So was this site for bridesmaids dresses? No, they have other stuff too, but they do have quite a few like formal dresses on the site and they had really good colors, really good colors. Yeah. I loved it. I thought it was amazing. Highly recommend. Yeah. It it was a big hit. I always will say. Well, great. Well, it looked like so much fun. It was fun. I haven't been to many weddings, honestly, but it was super fun because just so many of my friends were there, right? Like I've known Marisha for a long time. We both grew up in Franklin. So she actually went to New Song. Hilarious. And so like we've just always grown up in Franklin and always kind of like run around in the same friend circles. And then we became pretty good friends in my early 20s and have stayed close. So a lot of my best friends are her best friends. And the whole wedding party were all my closest friends. Sarah Barlow, Chelsea Lankis. Yeah. 
Brooklyn. Um, Sarah did hair and makeup for the wedding. So like, it was just our close friends. It was just so super fun. We got so lucky with the weather because it was outside on like a really pretty farm. Oh, wow. 80 and sunny, absolutely beautiful, no humidity, like not a drop of rain. It was awesome. So we had a great time. Well, honey, that's amazing. Speaking of weather, it is freezing in Los Angeles. Well, it is gorgeous here and it's going to be gorgeous for the foreseeable future. So you better hurry. Okay. Well, I'm headed that way. So, but no, it's cold here. Like I'm freezing. That's insane. (laughs) It is is cold and dark. And I think it has something to do with also the fires, maybe in Northern or somewhere. I just know that there's like the sky looks a little weird, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's like, what's going to warm back up in like a week, but it's been really cool here. And I'm, you know me, I'm not loving it, Mm -hmm. That it's just weird for it to feel so cool because September is usually our hottest month. So it's kind of nuts. You know, people are saying that we're going to have one of the coldest winters of all time this year. Oh boy. I'm scared. Me too. (laughs) Because last winter was brutal. (laughs) Yeah, it really was. So if it's worse this year, I'm in big, big trouble (laughs) farm-wise. Yeah. But they are saying that. Oh, okay. scares me a bit. I don't love the cold, but I like it for Christmas, but that's it. Yeah. Well, that's the shitty part is it's not even usually that cold for Christmas. No, it's January and February. Afterwards, yeah. Yes, which is great for me because I come for Christmas and then I go back to LA and it's great. (laughs) So, but anyway, okay. Well, what else you been doing? Anything good? What else have I been doing? I've been watching some TV. You sent me a text the other day and said you were loving clickbait. So how far in are you? (sighs) I'm done. Oh, you finished it? Yesterday. That was fast. Okay. You know what I've been doing, kids? I'm getting on my self-care, self-love trip because I literally, I don't know why, I never thought that I would enjoy things like this, but I literally had this body work done sent by somebody that Molly um, works with. And, you know, I'd already hired a trainer and have been working out and been loving that, but also know I needed to do more. But once I did this body work with this amazing, amazing, amazing guy, I need to find out his like social media because I learned more in two days and he worked on me for two days than I have ever about self-care and love and being patient with yourself And really like his theory about working out, which for me, because I have felt weak, like especially in my legs and stuff, he, he loves what Tashi and I are doing because she's not having me lift like weight weights yet. We're doing all resistance bands and really doing things that he actually loves, which I was so glad to know. But he said what he would love for me is Tashi or Shigong or some types of yoga. And really talked to me about why those types of exercises are important. And it made so much sense because he said it, I was feel like he called it functional movement. And he said, it's just this movement where instead of just shocking your nervous system and muscles by just like doing these weights and things like that all the time, that you're kind of warming your muscles up through movement Mm -hmm. instead of just shocking them. And it's it's movement in the ways that you use your body every day. Mm -hmm. And he was like, if you are doing exercise that causes you pain, like 
for me, it's all about my neck. He was like, if you're doing stuff and your neck hurts, what do you want to do? You don't want to exercise. You don't want to go out and run or walk or do stuff because if your neck's hurting, you want to sit in a chair or you want to lay in your bed. Mm -hmm. Worst possible things you can do. It's about moving your body, constantly moving your body. If you work on a computer, setting timers every hour and a half that says move your body. And if that is getting up and just walking around and doing some movement, move your body. And he was like, when you don't feel good and your neck hurts, the last thing you want to do is move your body. So really keeping in mind the things that you're doing, that it's not things. He was like, it needs to be hard in some ways. Like you need to push through things. It doesn't need to be painful. So for me, it was just like, this makes so much sense. And it also like makes me understand that you don't have to do such heavy weights and do things so intensely that you are in pain, Mm -hmm. that it's more about just consistently moving your body in the right way and setting the right way. Like I'm the worst when I'm on my computer. So just some little tips he loves. He said that the laptop is your enemy that unless, which I have mine right now, I'll put a picture up of how I've done it. Your computer screen needs to be at eye level which means if your computer, if your laptop's at eye level, then you're up here with your keyboard that you need a keyboard that's on the ground, that's on the desk, like right at the level of where you're naturally would be and a stand for your computer. If it's a laptop and you got a Bluetooth keyboard and you're totally then looking straight ahead instead of like this Mm -hmm. or down at all which is what causes neck pain. Well, you know, if you're typing correctly, you're not looking at your hands, you're looking at the screen. But if the screen isn't exactly eye level, then you're still looking down. Oh, like yeah. mine, Mine's at eye level. See, mine never is. I think I'm shorter yeah. waisted or something. And then when My I'm desk at is eye, pretty tall, I think. Yeah. So I think then, so, and he also said, instead of sitting on your tailbone, you're supposed to be sitting on your sit bones, oh, which yeah. are in the, what I'm always on my tailbone. He oh, was like, what? and so, If you're slumping into your tailbone, every bit of weight's on your lower back. And so it's all about setting on your seat bones, which straightens up your spine, Uh your head being level, and your hands being where they would normally be, which for me requires a little lift on the laptop and a keyboard. Got it. I already feel completely different. Oh, great. And two days of actually, he said, it's all about keeping your body in alignment. And so I've really been practicing this for two days. I got up this morning and did a Tai Chi class. And then I walked for 30 minutes. And you know what? I had my phone propped up. I FaceTimed with Juliana. We talked. The time went by so fast. And you know what else? I'm following another account that said, and I looked at it before I went to bed last night, and I'm going to put his uh, stuff up too, is that if you accomplish three things before 9 a.m. in the morning or 10 a.m., whether that's making your bed, mm-hmm. going for a walk, mm-hmm. or if it is doing a Tai Chi class, you've already set yourself up for success. Mm-hmm. If you go get a cup of coffee and get back in bed, which is what I love to do. It's my morning mm-hmm. ritual. I get a cup of coffee. I get in my bed and I watch channel five news. <laughs> Worst thing possible. Channel five. So news. this morning I got up, drank some lukewarm water with lemon. I did have a coffee, took 15 minute Tai Chi class and walked for 30 minutes. I feel great. Yep. And I'm like, okay. And what I think the biggest thing is, is knowing like this has to be something that I consistently do in my life. And Mm -hmm. it's not just for now. And I'm really trying to do that. And I realized that I posted this today, that self-care is an investment because I'm like, I hired a trainer that costs this. And I know 
you know, like, first of all, it's only twice a week, but even if you can't, like everything's online. I immediately yeah. found a Tai Chi class and did it this morning. I loved it. Wow. Like I loved this class. I also used to do ballet so much and there's a lot of like flute, like really cool movements like that. Mm-hmm. And I could tell, like, if I did that every day, how much different my body would feel. Well, there's and no time to start I with the present. Him my, I keep telling you, I've told everybody my goal is to be able to hike with my daughter. I love that so much. And everybody has said that is their goal for me, is to feel strong enough that I can do this with you and not feel like I'm holding you back. Love it. Me too. Well, that is just wonderful. That's my inspiration for the day. And I started following this account. I think it's called Rising Woman. Mm-hmm. Or the rising woman, I'll put it up. Everything is just so like, ugh, like, why do I not think like this about like <laughs> just loving yourself? How can you love other people if you don't love yourself? And don't allow people like if someone loves you, there's certain things that can't happen in those relationships. And it's just so true and a different what mindset. And it's just crazy. I just feel like I'm in just such a growth period in my life. You really are. And I'm loving it. And it's pretty great because I think a lot of women your age are probably doing the opposite and having like a crisis. Yeah. But I feel like you're like really going the other direction. I'm really proud of you. I think it's because losing mom just put me in such a horrible, sad place. Mm -hmm. And it was truly my biggest fear. Like losing mom was my biggest fear and it happened and I survived it kind of on my own because of COVID. I was alone and it was awful and but now I like that bear has been born and I am like an empty nester I want to be like let the next 30 years of my life not be like dreading getting old but now going oh I've accomplished this this and this and the next 30 years I need to live life to the fullest because like this is it like you know Stop not going on vacation. Stop not doing things for me because I've done everything for everybody else for so long. I think if we get in the mindset that now is the time to kind of go, you know, this is the 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 last quarter or the whatever, and I want to make it the best I can be. And if I'm going to do all those things, I need to be healthy enough and fit enough to do it. And so that's kind of how I've been thinking about it. And I'm really like feeling good. I'm like, it scares me like that I'm mentally okay right now because I just thought I was going to be dark forever because of mom. Mm -hmm. And I feel like with her and like, especially my faith, like also I'm very much into gratitude. And I think that that helps me so much because I just get up every day. And like, I like when I am doing Tachi and I know people have different things. I do a lot of prayer in mine. Like I just continually think like, thank you, Jesus. Like, thank you for me being able to have this, you know, to be able to have things like this that I can come out in my house and do. And thank you that I have the means to travel. Thank you that I have five. Like I really practice gratitude during it. And I think that that's just helping so much too. So. All right, guys, we want to give a quick shout out to one of our favorite sponsors, Nutrafol. I take my Nutrafol. Do you take your Nutrafol? I take my Nutrafol all the time. I do too. I'll have the one for 50 and over. I was going to say, there's a <laughs> few different formulas. Uh, there is one for women that are postmenopausal, yes, which is. would be my mother. <laughs> um, and if you're confused about like which formula of Nutrafol is right for you, you can go on their website and they do have a quick hair quiz that you can take. You just answer a few questions and then they will tell you which formula is right for you. 
If you aren't familiar, Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. I've taken it for years. I can tell a huge difference. I can too. I have such like baby fine hair and not very much of it, but I, my hair does not shed. Like it really doesn't. And some of my my girlfriends, like when they come on trips with me and stuff, their hair will be everywhere, like all over the sink and in the shower. I just do not lose hair like that. And I feel like you used to and don't anymore. I did. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, maybe, but I definitely do not anymore. Like I barely even lose hair in my brush when I brush it out. This is amazing. So tell the stoners how we get it. Also, Nutrafol has a subscription that you can do so that it shows up on your doorstep. I do a subscription. Okay, so clutch. That way you never run out. All right, you guys, if you want to take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code STONED. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com promo code stoned. That's Nutrafol.com promo code stoned. So this is one of my favorites. It's the Integra Boost, um, which helps keep your weed fresher. It sure does. Integra specially brings you plant-based solutions for top-tier cannabis storage and packaging. And my favorite part is, is that with the terpenes, that you can kind of mix and match and make them different flavors and just kind of specialize your weed. Totally. Plus, they are precision-crafted plant-based packs that are entirely food-safe, so they can be used with any of your cannabis products. Integra offers an array of sizes and relative humidity levels for storing flour, pre-rolls, gummies, blunt wraps, and so much more. For more information, check them out at www.integraboost.com or at Integra Herbal on Instagram. Use code SWS at checkout for 15% off of your next online purchase at www.integraboost.com. All right, you guys, we want to tell you about another one of our sponsors. It's Lumi Deodorant. I think we've talked about them before. I keep one of these sticks in my carry-on bag when I'm traveling. I don't like deodorant. It's just one of those things that I never think to pack. So I just make sure I always have it on me. If you guys aren't familiar, Lumi is a whole body deodorant that was created by an OBGYN who saw firsthand how normal BO was being misdiagnosed and mistreated. This deodorant is baking soda free and paraben free, plus it's pH balanced for safe use. I know for me, like I've heard so much bad stuff about deodorant and like what's in it isn't great for you that a lot of the traditional ones that you can buy at your local drugstore just aren't cutting it for me. So I really love Lumi. Plus, they come in a variety of fresh, bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, which is my favorite, and they also have toasted coconut. And the great thing is, is you can use Lumi all over your entire body. So when you travel, it's so much easier just to have one product. Plus, they also have deodorant wipes, which are super clutch, especially if you're on like the red eye or an overnight flight. And they also have body wash, which is really cute. And it comes in a mini travel size as well. Lumi offers a starter pack that's perfect for new customers. And as a special offer for our listeners, all new customers get 15% off Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. 
Use code STONED for 15% off your first purchase of LumiDeodorant.com. That's code STONED at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. Are you going to become a life coach? You know what? I feel like if I continue on this journey and after a year I've been successful at it, I wouldn't mind doing that just because I feel like literally six months ago, even three months ago, I was not in this headspace. Like I literally had so much grief and sadness and pain and like, oh my gosh, am I going to live with neck pain forever? Well, yeah, if I don't do something about it, I'm going to live with neck pain forever. And I think it's just for me now going, I can either continue to do all these bad habits that show bad results, or I can start learning new habits that show good results. It's my choice. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's going to have to be a choice like I make every freaking day because it's just, I'm going to have to relearn the way that I live my life. And I don't think that's easy, but doable. And like, if, if I continue to do that, I would love to help other people do it. Well, I think that is wonderful. Except especially other people my age who like, the world tells us that we're old and we're not worthy and we're not whatever. Bull. I feel like I have way more to offer now. Oh, you do. <laughs> I do. Yes. I well, great. Do. Wonderful. Okay. So, but anyway. You're just really living your best life. I am. So clickbait. The okay. show. How do we get from clickbait to all that? I don't oh, know, but. No, I don't either. Continue. But I'm obsessed. You love the ending? love oh it caught me off guard I didn't well that's why I like it I know I didn't not like it I just had a really hard time wrapping my brain around an older woman wanting to to like pretend to be a guy on dating sites I thought that was very strange the fact that she chose to be a guy is that's the only weird part I think but I think that's what fell into her lap and as an older woman like (laughs) everything we're talking about I totally got it Because I'm like, if you've been married as long as they had been married and you didn't feel loved or wanted or desirable anymore, and you're longing for that to be a part of your relationship again, and that was fulfilling her in some way that she wasn't getting, I totally got it. And I think what pushed it over the edge, it was a little far-fetched at the end with Mm -hmm. them, whatever. But I think when she, like, and I don't want to ruin it for you guys, but someone that she's talking to says they're going to kill themselves and basically in a fit of rage because not because she really wanted that her husband had set her off and made Mm -hmm. her feel like angry. And instead of taking it out on him, she took it out on the person she's talking to online and they say, I'm going to kill myself. And she's like, good, do it. I don't care. Mm -hmm. And they do. And I think that really started her, you know, that started that ending which I think could have been a little less far-fetched and we could have found out who had been doing all this without kind of the dramatics of the end. But I really liked who it was because I understood why. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. But I mean, I, I did I, like it. Obviously, I didn't see it coming, which was nice. Yeah. But I also was like thrown by the husband being so like aggressive too. Like I was like, why is he like out here with the gun, like trying to shoot a child because his wife did. If I were him, I'd be like, honey, this is your problem. See you later. That's what I'm saying. It shouldn't have had anything to do with the child Mm -hmm. at all. 
I think we should have just found that ending where we found out what she did and why she did it. And, and there could have been a better wrap up for sure. Yeah. The only thing I liked about involving the kid was that for a second there, you kind of thought he had something to do with it. Oh, totally. that's, that's what they were trying to make you think. And I did like that, that they kind of took you that direction, but. Cause overall, I, kept, I truly kept thinking that it was the older son. Cause he was texting all that time, mm-hmm. but I, always deep down kind of thought his wife had something to do with it yeah i know she's sketch yeah for sure i thought she and i didn't even know if it was because she'd had that affair but i just thought her personality was so weird that i Mm -hmm. tended to think she was up to something the whole time but Mm -hmm. she wasn't yeah and i loved it the one thing i did love is that we thought he was such a dirtbag and he wasn't right you know Mm -hmm. but it was so good so that's, I literally right. watched it two days. Wow. That took me weeks to watch. You know, you're going to kill me because we can't talk about it because I haven't seen it yet. I d- have not watched the finale of Nine Perfect Strangers yet. What? I know. So please don't ruin it. But did you oh, love it? I loved it. Okay. Actually, Noah and I talked about it because Noah watched it. And she doesn't usually watch stuff like that. She was like, it's the most fulfilling ending I've ever seen. <sighs> and honestly, I kind of loved it too. Okay, well, I wanted to talk me, about it. And it made me want to do mushrooms. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Which I've also heard is life-changing. I've honestly never done a drug ever in my life besides weed, and that was at 42, which I consider medicine, not a drug. Right. But I'm kind of feeling like they're starting to really figure out mushrooms, too. Of course, they're from the earth, and, you know, they're just doing so much with PTSD and, like, microdosing for depression and... I don't know. There's just so much to learn about that. And I think probably within the next 10 years, we're going to like to see that they're using mushrooms for so much more. And I think this show kind of shows what that can do, the Mm -hmm. good and the bad and the ugly and all of it. But I really loved that part of it. And it made me like go, oh, does Nicole Kidman actually microdose and do shrooms? Because she was like so believable. Yeah, because I, I like it was just so crazy. But yeah, the ending's really good. I really liked it. All right. Well, I'll watch that this week for sure so that we can circle back to it next week. I did start season two of The Morning Show. Did you ever get into that? I've never watched that show and I want to start. It's Season one was really good. See, I've heard mixed reviews. I loved season one. Um, this first episode love- hasn't grasped me the same way but I'm gonna you know it's one episode I gotta get into it a little bit more but I'm glad it's back I because I I just like love that cast I love Jennifer Aniston well I love Jen love Reese love them both so I mean it can't be bad with the two of them in it Mm -hmm. so and is there ever going to be another season of Little Fires Everywhere I think so I loved that show because it'll sometimes after non-perfect strangers, it'll kick into that for some reason. I'll end up going like, I'll watch it for a minute and be like, I loved it so much. I hope there's a second season. Yeah. There's a couple of shows. I'm just really like, when the hell is Ozark coming back? Do we know? Uh, 2022. Yeah. Fourth and final season. I saw this. Why are they making us wait so long? I don't know, but it looks so incredibly great. Like I cannot wait. It looks so good. I just, it's funny. I watched a lot of either NLA on Spectrum, Channel 5 is my favorite news, and they mm. do a lot of different things. Uh, they they show, like, shows that are coming back, they have an entertainment se- segment that I love, and they just talked about Ozark and showed a mm-hmm. clip from it. It looked unreal. All right, well, that one is high on my wait list. Also, 
I'm going to kill you because I know you haven't watched it all. But when the heck is Yellowstone coming back? I thought that started already, no? No. Uh, it's my favorite I gotta start show of all that. time. Okay, well, speaking of Yellowstone, it actually reminds me of another show that I'm obsessed with that's supposed to come back soon is Succession because they're both about family businesses, like big, massive family businesses. Succession was one of my favorite shows I've ever watched. I could not get into it. Brandy. I got her to give it another go. Okay, you must because <sighs> it does take six episodes to get in. Oh, it's so many One million episodes. percent. Once you are past six, the rest of that season and season two is the best show I've ever seen. That's what Wells says, too. It is unbelievable. And why do they got to make it so hard to get on board? I think because there's so many players that they you literally have to get through that part to understand the family dynamic. And there's so many family members. I think that you really need to understand how that works and who they are before you can go on. I see. It's amazing. All right. I love it. It's like one of the best shows I've ever seen on TV ever. You're going to love it. I got to watch. Yeah. The cast is unbelievable. Macaulay Culkin's brother's in it. The same one from Waco? I didn't. I saw Waco, but it's been a long time. He was so good in Waco. Well, he is unreal in this. It, like his character is so good. It's just the acting is amazing. So you've got to start it back. Okay. I need something new to watch. What do I watch now? Not sure. Have you seen Sex Life? No, I haven't started that. I, I haven't either. But I, again, I saw this on Channel 5 this morning that it got a second season and was kind of talking about the first season. It seems kind of interesting. Okay. Um, yeah. I haven't watched that. And the other one that everybody really loved that I've had a hard time getting into is sex education on Netflix. Have you I ever watched that? that? No. I love a thriller. That's why I got through clickbait so quick. Like I love relationships and a thriller aspect. So that's kind of what I love more than anything. So I just need something new. I can't decide what that is because I've like seen everything. I know. Let me think about that and I'll have to get back to you. Okay. And you know what else I saw is getting ready to come back is you. I know. I loved that. Yeah. So you. I do think fall is going to bring some good new TV, I think. We're in that weird lull right before, you know? Yeah. I think so too. But I need something because when I'm on my treadmill, I need something good to watch. When I'm on my treadmill. (laughs) Keeps me in like up and going. Oh, well, before. I was going to start Dear MT, but I guess I can start it with this. So my bestie, Kirsten, she just texted me a, a little high design question. I love. So I'll let you help me answer this. So her, her boyfriend just bought his first condo downtown. So he's there buying furniture, I think, for it. Uh, and she says he just got this couch. Do you think it should have gray throw pillows or could you use white? Hmm. I don't think I'd do white. That seems like a major contrast. Yeah. And I don't necessarily think they have to be gray. I would kind of go for almost an off-white. Like yeah. I, I love like different neutrals together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you can throw in some a little bit of color. Which color though for a guy? Um, for a guy. Yeah. I mean, I love the creamy white. 
Yeah, what could you mix in with that? Maybe I like mean, um I mean like I've even seen like a creamy white with black that uh that, that's what uh, I was gonna say. I think oh that could God. be really pretty. I had some from West Elm at one point that I loved. It would be amazing for there, but definitely not white white. That will look so cheap mm-hmm. on that dark gray. Men love a dark gray couch. What's that about? I don't know. <laughs> And they're like, like right now on this dark gray couch, which I love, I see like they have like a rust and a light Ooh, piece. yeah, I like but that. The rust on that uh, is really pretty. Wait, send Kirsten that photo. Okay. And tell her it doesn't have to be the pink, even though I love it. Brian probably won't allow that, but she could give it a shot. I mean, it's so good. Did you send her the pic? Uh-huh. I actually love that. She already loved it. <laughs> she put, ooh, I love the rust color. Ooh, see, I would like this color on it. The beigey brown. Do you see it? Kind of. Yeah, these are good. <laughs> You're so funny. Mm. All right, Stoners, we want to give a quick shout out to one of our podcast sponsors. Here she freaking goes. Mother, we need to tell the Stoners about Mood. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, is right. If you guys don't know, Mood is known for their federally legal THC. And now they're adding their most potent product yet to the lineup, which that's perfect for Tish. She loves the potency. Honestly, I love Mood. Yeah, Well, great. They're They're, like, uh, they are so good. They really do have something for every single Mood. And it actually works the way it says that it does. Oh, it does. Yes, it does. What's your favorite product, would you Uh, say? You know what? I love their pens. Mm, they are okay. really good. Okay, cool. Yeah, Mood offers uh, things like flour, gummies, vapes, and more. And they have this THCA product that converts into THC when you heat it and you get access to the classic marijuana high. Mood's latest and most potent breakthrough in the world of legal cannabis. All of their products are regularly tested in third-party labs and sourced from small family farms and pesticide-free, which is so important. They have different strains for specific moods, hence the name of the brand. So whether you want like a euphoric, energized feeling or you're feeling more creative and want to chill, they have something for everybody and plenty of versatile products that go with whatever mood you're going for. Try Moods new THCA flower today. For a limited time only, get 20% off your first order and a free THCA pre-roll. Just go to hellomood.com and use promo code SWS. That's hellomood.com code SWS for 20% off your order and a free THCA pre-roll. Cute. Well, speaking of high design, once you get here, I have a project for you. (laughs) What's that? I can't find it. I ordered a ton of frames. I just ordered a ton of frames. Oh, you did. (laughs) I did. I want to take down this piece of art behind me. And I, I have re- I've been collecting so many great photos of Star from the horse shows. And I'm like, I don't know where to put them all. So I thought I would do a little gallery wall behind me with some of my horse show photos, a couple ribbons and stuff like that. So I love that. That's a good place for them to go, you know? Yes. Uh, so this frame should be here before you get here. So we'll have a little project. I feel like a good gift from me to you would be to take, for Christmas even, take a, like, bunch of your horse show ribbons that are special ones Mm -hmm. and have them shadow box in an acrylic frame. Oh, I would love that. I think that'd be really a great gift. That sounds great. And then it could go on the, maybe we do a couple of those that Mm -hmm. could mix Mix in in with the pictures. Love that. 
Me too. Love that idea. Well, let's get into some DRMTs. We've got a few good ones this week. Love. Hi, Tish and Brandy. My name is Becca Keller. I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. And I have a question about Tish, since you're a wonderful, wonderful man. I don't know how you do it. One of my triplets, he's on the spectrum, and he is a speaker and author and producer of the book. So um, he is 16 now, but he has written two books, one at the age of 12 and one at the age of 15 on autism and bullying and explaining how the people understand autism better. I was wondering, do you have any answers for me with being a manager because of his mom and trying to be a manager in what everything everywhere because he's a triplet and then I have an older one and you have done a superb job and you still do. And so if you could help me on this, I really appreciate it. Thanks. Talk to you guys later. Bye, Tish and bye, Brandy. I love this question. I think, you know, I was younger and I don't know that I put as much thought into it and somehow it turned out okay. But actually my therapist just asked me that very question is like, it seems like that worked out really well for you. And it seems like a really hard thing to do. And how did you do that and balance it all? And I think I was kind of just thrown into it kind of as you are. I think the biggest thing is, you know, always coming from the place as a parent first, even though sometimes that can be hard when you're also like very business minded and, and also wanting to grow that business, which it seems like you do. I mean, if you're, you know, putting out a book like that is a business and something that you're trying to grow. So I think the first thing, especially until they're 18 years old, you just always have to be parent first and that can just never change. And, you know, I, I still come from that place. So I think that is the biggest thing. And then also just making sure that you're always coming from the place of, because I think the reason for me and my kids, they're always just like, they know that I am the one person in their life that is going to like do the right thing by them where there's so many, there can be like great managers and, you know, great agents and people in their life. But I think that we, as their parent also are only going to be protective and do things that are good for them. And I think keeping that in mind and making sure that every decision you make is that, that is protecting your child and also doing what's right for them, not necessarily you. So I think that those are two of the biggest things is, you know, just staying the parent. And if you're managing as well, just making sure that parenting always comes first. And then also just really educate yourself on how to do, like I was, I'm very much a person that loves to learn from other people who have gone before me. And I think that, you know, sometimes the answers that you get, maybe not, aren't the ones that you want, but just really learning. That is the biggest thing for me is I love learning from other people. And that's the one thing that I've continued to do and taking advice from other people and making that really a priority. Cause I still, you know, Miley's had the same lawyer since she was 13 years old. And like, he really has been such a mentor to me and I continue to learn from him and learn from other managers and, and just other people that have done this way longer than me. And it's really worked. And those are kind of my mottos is just parenting first and always making sure the decisions that I make are the right ones for my child. You know, you're just really giving out some good advice today. 
Yeah, because it could be like, oh, we should take this show because this is this much money. And that mm-hmm. like that it might not be good because Molly's done three other shows and that could be too much or, you know, no one not, might not be in the right space. And I feel like she doesn't need to be working at that moment, even though it would be such a good payday. So there's really like always making the right decision for like your child. That's my number. Those are my two things. But I love that question. And good luck. I think that's amazing that he's doing that. Same with other people, you know. Yeah. Question number two. Hi, guys. This is Kelly calling from Canada, Ottawa. I just have a quick question about conversations that you have with your kids about using marijuana. Uh, I live in Canada, so it's 100% legal here. Uh, you can walk into a store and buy it just like you can alcohol. I was just wondering, though, the stigma that's around smoking weed and the conversation that you would have with your kids. I have young kids and they recently found my vape pen and I didn't really know what to say. I didn't really know what uh, to really call it. And yeah. So anyways, I just really wanted advice on, you know, talking to your kids about marijuana use and kind of this, even the stigma around it, how, you know, it's kind of frowned upon. Anyways, I'm rambling. Uh, not sorry, I'm stoned right now. I uh, love you guys. Love the podcast. Bye. <laughs> I love her Canadian about. Me too. One um, thing that did you realize I, that weed is is legal all over Canada? I didn't realize yeah, that. Oh, yep. I didn't know that. So what I love about that is I think that within you know a pretty short period of time, I think we're going to get rid of a lot of the stigmas the more that it becomes legal and the more that, you know, it's not against the law. It's a much easier conversation to have, I think. And I can't wait until we get rid of the stigmas because the fact that there's stigmas around marijuana and not alcohol is insane to me because I've had too many people that have had accidents and have been ill from alcohol. So like, I'm, it blows my mind that that's where we're at. Although for me, being one of the people that was so against marijuana and just thought it was a gateway drug and all this, I really didn't have to have the conversations with my kids. They had to have it with me, which was so reversed, but honestly, kind of in a good way because I learned so much from them. But I just, you know, I've never had to have those conversations, like I said, because my kids actually smoked before I did. And they're the ones that taught me like about how it was medicinal and if it was used in the proper ways. And I think that I would love to have somebody on to kind of dive deeper into how we have these conversations because I think they're so important because I think, you know, parents have glasses of wine in the evenings and, you know, their kids don't think twice about it or may, you know, maybe they have had the conversation and I think it needs to be th- the th- same thing with marijuana. And I think that like we're talking about it being legal now, I think those conversations are okay to have because we're not talking about an illegal substance. But I do think the the earlier that they learn and the stigma isn't there, it's going to change the way, you know, in 15 years, like there will be no stigma. And like, for me, it truly has been medicine. And I think that is actually a good end and talking about the medicinal effects on people that have seizures or, you know, use it solely as a medicine. And then as they're older, maybe talk about, you know, how it's no different than a glass of wine. I think there's just such a way to talk about it now that it isn't illegal, especially in Canada, that it just makes it so much easier. Yeah. Love that. It needs to be legal everywhere. Uh, I know. You're telling me. 
Tell me. Hey, MT. Hey, VC. My name's Kate. I'm also a Kentucky girl. And I have a kind of career situation to ask you guys about. I am kind of a jack-of-all-trades, photographer, social media, marketing, um, but I don't have a degree in any of those things. It's all from experience and hands-on. And right before COVID hit, I had a job with a company that completely wrecked my confidence with my photography skills, videography, graphic design, marketing, all of that. And I have questioned myself so much. I currently do not work there. And when COVID hit, I've been working at jobs doing like DoorDash, Instacart, Uber Eats, and there's nothing wrong with those that have that has completely helped me survive during these hard times. But I have so much anxiety when applying for jobs. I just have no confidence in myself and in my work anymore. I have erased all of my portfolio and I have I don't know where to begin. If you guys have any advice, I would love to hear from you. Thank you guys so much for everything. You have helped me so much. Love you guys and hope to hear from you soon. Bye. Hmm. Okay. Well, what I would say is because I truly never had confidence in myself or my work or just in that part of my life. And one of the biggest things that's helped me is I think I have finally surrounded myself with people that constantly remind me of like the things that I've accomplished. And when I'm like, oh, you know what, like the producing thing. And I just have people in my life are like, oh, but how like you've done all these movies, like even when it was when Molly was younger, like you put those things together and not to mention, look at your children that you've managed. And like, even if you haven't sold, which I have now, but maybe mm -hmm. that's because I built up my confidence is that, you know what, just like looking at your accomplishments and not always at what you feel like you could have done better or it could have been bigger. And also just only surrounding yourself with people that build you up and not tear you down. And it sounds like at your last job that it was like, cause you can lo lose your confidence so fast and confidence is kind of everything. And I feel like the, all the things that you're doing for work. Yes. Like I think it's so great. People have those things to do now where you can't kind of can stop working somewhere that's toxic and still make money to kind of figure things out. But I do think now it's time to get back to doing what, you really love and what you're meant to do and what's your passion and just you got to start because the longer you wait like one thing that Dr. Amen talks about is the more time that goes by like you have more time to think about it and analyze it and worry about it and it's just like do it and like you just got to start back and I think surround yourself with positive people. And listen, I think criticism, like constructive criticism is good and you have to be open to those things to grow. That I also think that, you know, you just can't let other people decide, like make you think that your work is not good or, or whatever. And I think it is surrounding yourself with the right people and the right job and just getting back and doing what you love. Cause it sounds like that, you know, that you are, that she sounds like she's like, I'm a photographer. I do all these things and I love it. I mean, it sounds like, you know what you want to do, but like being out of practice for those things too, isn't good. I think when you're consistently 
taking pictures and doing social media and doing all those things is like practice makes perfect. So you can't just stop. Mm-hmm. What are I your agree. thoughts? I loved all of that. And I would just say, I think when it comes to being a creative and especially when some, you know, that creative thing that you love ends up being a job, it can be really easy to get burnt out or to get uninspired. And so I would just encourage you to get out there and go take photos just because you love it. Like go do something not because it's a job or not to impress anyone, but go take photos of something that's going to like bring you joy or go create something with your graphic design skills. That's just fun for you to do. And you might end up like, you know, totally reinventing yourself and your style and what you do just by getting out there and just doing some stuff that you love. And so that's, that would be my, my biggest recommendation is just take away all the pressure and all the expectations and just get out there and do it. Cause it's, it's your passion. Exactly. Yeah. I love that too. Thanks, mother. We got one more. It is Shay Brandy. This is Emily. I am from Germany and I have two upcoming questions for your podcast. Um, so I'm currently on vacation and my three-year high school diploma will start in three weeks. And I am so afraid that I will not pass my high school diploma or like that I will not get along with my class or my new school because you know it's weird when you go to a new school there are so much new people you can meet but you don't know anybody at first so do you have any advice for me to make my bad thoughts disappear or some positivity you can give to me on my way and the other question is also for both of you was there a particularly exciting story from your old school days or like where there some days that went bad or some that went well would be so interesting to know love the pod love you guys her accent everything i'm obsessed okay i'm so old i can't even remember school so brand <laughs> take it away <laughs> honestly i have blacked school out of my memory for the most part but I, I don't know why but recently i was telling somebody how in 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 elementary school do you remember that my gym teacher had a life-size poster of dad in her office yeah, it was a nightmare. It was literally floor to ceiling. I uh, know. That did not make <laughs> life for Brandy easy. It really did not. No. At all. Oh, my gosh. I mean, for me, like, it's just so funny. I was the biggest dork in school for the most part. Like, elementary and middle school. Like, I was just known as the horse girl. Uh, I was the biggest dork in those two golly. situations as well. It was awful. Like, so dorky. And then in high school, I was still dorky, but I started pulling it together enough that I was kind of one of those people that was kind of friends with everyone. Like, I had a couple of popular friends and then, like, a lot of just, like, you know, like, average girlfriends that we just kind of floated. And then I was friends with some of the dorks, too. And I don't know. I just kind of always was such a floater. But, I, you know, the difference for me is – where I went to school, I kind of had the same friends literally from elementary school all through high school. Cause Me we too. all just like, I, you know, I lived in the same place and we just all kind of like, you know, went together to like each different school as you get older. And I think it's hard to make new friends. I think it's really, it can be tough to adjust to a new situation. But so I, but my biggest piece of advice would be to just put yourself out there. Don't be afraid to just go up and talk to somebody because I think everyone's intimidated to meet people and make new friends. So, you know, just don't hesitate to be the first one to like say hello to somebody or give somebody a compliment. And that kind of opens the door for a conversation. And you just never know like who you're going to be friends with. You know, you might look at somebody and think you have nothing in common, but if you talk to them once or twice, you might find out that you actually do. And some Sometimes the most unexpected people end up being your best friends. So, and yeah. another thing Brandy did, there was a something called I think it was called New Life or, or what was it called? Young Life. Young Life. Mm -hmm. And I think too, like if you really, 
you know, if it's hard for you to make friends, like becoming a part of a group or, or, you know, being a part of a study group or a group that means something to you, which was what Young Life was, is, you know, a lot easier and, you know, smaller groups than just an entire school. Like if you really, you know, are finding, you know, because I think for Brandy too, like, you know, college was about partying and drinking and all these things. And that was not what Brandy was into and didn't want to do those things. And so it was hard for her to find a group of friends that didn't want to do those things. And that was a real struggle for her. But I think that finding groups that, you know, have the same interests of you would be a really great place to start too. Yeah. And honestly, take advantage of that now while you're still in school, because yeah. when you become an adult, it gets harder and harder to make friends and it does. because there's nowhere to meet people. It's, you know, it's like, where do you go to make friends? Like if you're, you know, if you work in an office, like you can meet friends at work, but if like a lot of people now work remote and so yeah. it's like, you don't even have the office to meet people and make friends. And yeah. I don't know, like looking back on it, I think I took for granted, you know, in school, like all the opportunities there were to meet people and make good friendships and everything. And that's really like the best to opportunity. So um, definitely yeah. put yourself out there. Like, don't be afraid to, you know, be the one to to make moves, trying to make friends and meet people. Exactly. I think so many people too, because people are working at home, studying at home, more and more people are getting anxiety about actually going out and interacting with people again. Yeah. And it's kind of the same thing I was talking about, you know, with the body work guy saying like, you have to move your body, you have to want to do it, you have to. And I think that the longer we stay in and we're doing all this stuff from home, the harder it's going to be back to go back and be with not have social anxiety. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important to like be proactive and actually get out there and actually sign up for something and, you know, do something in a group where you can, you know, set yourself up for success to meet people that have similar interests. Yeah. Love that. Those are some great questions this week. These were great questions. The stoners really brought it. They really did. (laughs) It's really crazy. I'm obsessed. Loved it. Uh, This week went by so quick. It did. Yeah. So, you know, today I'm leaving for Austin City Limits and I'm super stoked. Molly's playing. Okay. One thing I'm going to clear up here for people. There are times it is just so nuts social media. Social media is the worst, people. It is just like, it cracks me up. And I'm always telling my girls, don't read the comments. Don't do this. But like, sometimes they'll just come up so quick that you can't not read them. But one day, it is insane to me. I will post something. It is mostly when I post Noah that the Molly fans like rip me. They're like, you haven't posted a single picture of Molly in four weeks. Like you're only Noah. Like, okay, people, I have five children and like get a grip. Like I'm not joking right now. Like Molly, if I like the amount of time that I am with Molly and at her shows and full-time manager and like, I really have to try to balance the Noah Miley thing, not for friggin' social media, but people ask how I've, I'm still best friends with my kids. Like, I just, I was with Miley at Lollapalooza and one other show. Then I was with Noah. I missed Miley's show in Milwaukee, people, because I do have Noah, where I was at Life is Beautiful, and then her show at the Fonda. Now, Noah, I'm missing a show in New York because I'm going with Miley to Austin City Limits. Get off my back. I'm doing the best I can do. And actually, I've done it pretty great. And I think if you would ask Molly or Noah, like, 
how attentive I am to them, they would definitely tell you all to chill out because I am not playing favorites. I love all my children and I try to be with them. You know, Brandy gets screwed a lot because I'm not in Nashville, but I try. <laughs> I like, say, aren't you glad you have one independent child? Uh, it's so crazy. And it's not even my children. It is like people on social media being like, you didn't do this. You only care about, I'm like, calm the frick down. Like, let me be the mother, the great mother, by the way, that I am. And when you have raised all your children and you guys are all still best friends and literally best friends and love each other, like stay in your lane. <laughs> let me stay in I'm serious. Like social media bothers me That's that people just go on and say stuff about. This is all social media is. But I love y'all, but y'all got to calm down. They got to. I know it's nuts. I'm like, okay. Like, end rant. Miley's playing ACL for two weeks. Well, not yes, for two, she but you know, she's playing both weeks and your girl is going to be there week two girl, DJing Friday night after MC set. Let me pull up the deets. Cause I did just got them yesterday. Yes. I saw you post uh, about it. Yeah. Let me pull her up. Unfortunately, here. Brandy plays too late for <laughs> MT to come. Yes, the midnight sets are just a bit past your bedtime. So we're talking Friday, October 8th. Miley plays the festival that night. And then I am playing at Cedar Street Courtyard, which is right in downtown Austin. This show is 18 and over, which is great. Because I know like in Chicago, there are a lot of fans that weren't 21 that couldn't get into underground. Mm. So that was hard. Doors open at 9. I don't go until 12. Make sure you pop an energy drink that night. And it's going to be really, really fun. We're just going to dance and party and have a great time. I love playing during the music festivals. It's always such a great energy. And I love Austin. Texas. So I'm looking forward to that. And mother, I'll see you in Austin and then I'll see you here. And I'm pretty sure next week we'll be podcasting together in the basement. Yes. I'm so excited. I'm headed for the basement, people. It's ready for you. I'm so excited. I cannot wait to get to Nashville. Um, Literally October is my absolute favorite month in Nashville. So I'm excited. I'm going to be there a lot of October. So, all right, anyway, Stoners, well, we love you so much. Yep. And we'll talk to you next week. Wait, what are you supposed to, You need to finish Non Perfect Strangers. So, I'm going to do that. Uh huh. Yep. I'm, and I need to catch up on Paradise. Yeah. Paradise is coming to a close, and Michelle's Bachelorette season starts in just a few weeks. OMG. So excited. Cannot wait. Can't wait. Okay. Well, talk to you next week, Stoners. Love you. Love you, Stoners. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, I'm Alana Dunn and I'm the host of Seeing Other People. As an early Hinge employee, a modern dater, and now a fiance, I know the dating world maybe a little too intimately. I'm here to make you feel less alone in your dating journey, whatever it may look like. Don't have a date for tonight? No problem. Whether you're looking for love or just want to laugh and commiserate with others, tune in to Seeing Other People as we explore the roller coaster that is the ever-evolving world of dating. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.